Welcome back to the program. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy into the third hour. We're saying, what are we into the third hour? Yes, it's a special edition. Were you okay for overtime today, Nod? Whatever I need, coach. Oh, correct yeah, answer. Whatever I need. Correct answer. What about you, Scope? Yeah, well, I'm still the SEN 18th man, so I'll take whatever <laughs> I can get, mate. <laughs> most, what was it? Most valuable. <laughs> Created yeah. great, but most value in well, 2013. We went through the, the Dally M team. They don't have the off-the-bench player anymore, so I, I couldn't even get that here at, at SEN. So well, why don't grateful they have for anything anymore. That was too short. Did that change after Cheese got it? I remember Cheese getting a back-to-back years. Right. Did he get it? Melbourne Storm? Jazz Tavanga won it. Yeah. Jazz Tavanga? Yeah. yeah. So. Jazz Tavanga won it. Uh, score update, 16-14 now. Doggies back in front. I don't know the timing of these tries. They've got them. must be the 41st minute that Harry Hayes got a try. Anyway, 16-14 as we start the second half. Jersey Fleet grand final. NRLW about to start up there at Newcastle. Lining up for Newcastle, so that's always good. Remember, Nod, you would have been there going as a spectator because you're that little bit younger than I, but you'd go up there and play under-21s, right? You'd get off the bus at 10.30 or 11 o'clock for, for a 12 o'clock kickoff, and there would be 10,000 people in the ground when you ran out. At 12 o'clock. Best days. It was packed. It was, Phenomenal. As you, said, you get nearly a full house for under 21s. 11.55, 1.15 or something, 3 o'clock NRL, and then you'd go down yeah. to the little – there used to be a little bar in the corner of the grandstand out the back, which used to be oh, our yeah. presentations if when you were playing grade football there. So you'd hang around for a couple of hours after it. So I remember, as I say to a lot of people, I was 12 years of age – I was a South Sydney fan. My brother Craig was a Roosters fan. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the Newcastle Knights come into your own backyard. Yeah. It, mm. it, you know, to have a team in your own backyard when you're a young kid um, and have people come from Lakes United, which was my junior side, that then are playing first grade football for... Who are gods Who to are gods you. to me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you, you go and watch you know, Sam Stewart run out with a Henny Penny Newcastle wow. Knights jersey on and sit on the hill, which is where the Andrew John stand sits now. Yeah. Well, who do you support as a youngster, Scope? Um, well, dad played all yeah. the way up until, so I wasn't really a fan until I come back and I started playing, uh, pe- when I played at Penrith for Cambridge Park, Right, Freddie was our most famous, uh, representation of our club team and he was at the Roosters at the time. So you were Roosters? Yeah, so I was a Roosters oh, man. Oh, no wonder uh, you and Tommy get on well. Yeah, no, me, me okay. and Tommy, and they, and they killed me in the GF, uh, <laughs> so the irony of that, um, you know, still sits with me. But, yeah, Roosters fan, I love Freddie as a kid. Yeah, right. Plenty did. So, uh, there you go. Let us know who you supported as a youngster. SENQ 693 AM, SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SEN 1620 AM on the Goldie. So, if you missed the first couple of hours of the show, make sure you check out the Crunch Time podcast. Where do you get that, Tom? You get that at Apple and... Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah, I just wanted to keep you so you're getting in there. Nice early touch in this third hour. one 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. All right, let's have a look at this grand final. Before you dig, lodge a free inquiry online. Make sure you do that. So the kickoff is 7.30 p.m. McCourse Stadium next Sunday. You'll have all coverage, full coverage across the SEN network. Panthers up against the Broncos. When you first think about that, they played in the very first game of the year, didn't they? Uh, Thursday night, Friday night. It was a Friday night. Okay, they played in the very second game, third game. (laughs) Thanks, Tom. Uh, 13-12 that night for the Broncos against the Panthers. When you think about these two going up against each other, Scope, what you, what's your first thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it's going to be a great contest. Remember, you know, obviously the scoreline reflects what sort of game it was. it was. It was a bit wet. I can remember it being a bit yeah. dewy, a real physical game. It felt like the Broncos really took it to them because um, the question marks coming up out of that game, I can remember, were Challenge Cup, 
uh, final, which yes. Penrith lost. Yes. Uh, and then they the following week, or well, they had a week's rest, and then the Broncos got them. So people were starting to question Penrith <laughs> at the start of the year, right? And I was one of them. Maybe they were going to take a dip. Um, and there was a young ascending team in the Broncos who did it without Reese Walsh as well. Yes. Selwyn Cobbo played fullback, remember? And, yes. Um, look, it, it's trying to figure out how this game's going to go because when you look at the two teams, yeah, I know um, Penrith won in convincing fashion as well, but you'd like to think they'd like to keep it similar to that round one performance. Low scoring game, uh, defend as hard as they can and then take advantage of mistakes that Brisbane make, but I think it's going to go the other way. I think this is going to be a real score fest. I think it's going to be an opposite Ooh. of what happened in game one at the start of the year. Okay, put your coach's hat on. Nod, how do you see it? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a great game. They both finished on 42 points on the premiership ladder. Uh, minor premiership was decided by four and against. Uh, the, the positional matchups are unbelievable all across the park. Yeah. You know, the speed they play at, it's, and again, the semi-final performances, they both blew their sides off the field with great attacking... St- um, execution, speed, skill, um, and then obviously defense focus for for both sides was good. I don't know how many questions the Warriors continually asked out of it, and I thought the Melbourne Storm weren't very good in attack um, with that completion rate. Penrith were ninety four percent completion rate at the end of the game. They made yeah. one, they made one mistake the whole game. They were, yeah. they were they were errorless the whole game. So. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but I think it's going to be an end-to-end game of football. I think we're going to have a really great game of football that's going to be fast, going to be open open style of football, but I think desperation in big games will stop that. I think that 13-12 scoreline, it'll resemble something like that. So you've gone, I, the, you've gone the opposite I've of the scope. I don't think the Panthers will concede too many tries. They don't, they don't concede too many tries. They've averaged... Four points, six points, eight points, probably 12 points, I think, is the maximum they've actually given away in a semi-final match over the last three years. Right. So I can't see why now they'll give away 24 points and have it a shootout. So, and, but, but, but also, that they've never played anyone as good as the Brisbane Broncos. Mm, that's right. So it, it, that's it right. could be a shootout. It could be you score, we score, open-end game of football. Um, you know, I think you've probably got the best attacking side in the competition being Brisbane. Yep. Who are the most dangerous against the best side that just believes in their systems yeah. and wears you out and kicks you to the corner and then waits for you to make a mistake? I actually think it's a contrasting styles too uh, about how they go about their footy. Um, and, and there's the control of the Penrith Panthers, you know, and, and it's it's all wrapped up in, you know, if we want to talk about it, their fullbacks. You know, Dylan Edwards is ultra consistent, effort on everything and knows what his job is and does it to the nth degree. And to a lesser degree, Nathan Cleary around that as well, right? This this is how we play footy. This is how we win games. We defend very strongly. And, and you know, they scored points against the Melbourne Storm, but the Melbourne Storm were, um, you know, a, a not a patch on what the Brisbane Broncos are. The Broncos, on the other hand, they love playing footy. And Reese Walsh epitomises that. He's, he's the number one at the back who, when he throws the long ball and it's intercepted, as you say, what do you say? Football amnesia doesn't mm. care about it. Comes back and plays and learns straight away, and is always looking to score points. As is Selwyn Cobbo, as is Herbie Farnworth, as is second phase play from but their I big men. I also think Adam Reynolds has taken that tone. I watched and, last night. Adam Reynolds sat back for a while and let the forwards just do some carries. Then he ran the ball on the last tackle and had a shot at one of his players on the right edge because they bombed the try. Yeah. So he's actually just waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, now it's time to pull the trigger. So I think Adam Reynolds has become a bit, bit of the what his fullback does. He's taken a bit on that approach. Yeah, there's a game management and there's a kicking game, but there's also time to pull the trigger. 
the, the, the Panthers will not give you too many opportunities to pull the trigger. Well, I, I, can I go back to that game on Friday night? And we talked about the Storm performance. They got it wrong, I reckon, three times mm. defensively, maybe four times the Panthers in yeah. that first half. And the Storm only got one try. That's right. That but was the Storm's fault. But the Storm only had 60% completion in the first half. You've got to beat Penrith in the steering comp. You've got to get you, – for the Broncos to win, they've got to score three or four tries that, they'll get, that they will take, not take one of the four that the Melbourne Storm did. That's right. But they also, I think, will need to be above 90% completion. So I disagree with that because if the Storm just get those three that they miss out on, like that that Justin Olam one. Liaro pass, top of his shoulder, yeah, Justin Olam. Yeah. It, it's, there's nothing in it, you know, and, and even if he – there was a couple of times last night when Selwyn Cobbo just had to lean back to get a pass and yep. it cost him two metres. But the, South, uh, the Penrith side won the grand final by just – it was death through a thousand cuts. Which one? Both of them nearly in some, yeah. some regards. They yeah. just – if you drop the ball and if you have a bad completion rate, they're going to hand the ball three metres off the corner and they're going to have their line speed and they'll suffocate you for the next three or four sets. And then that's the way to possession and the way to field position that allows them to score the try. I think Penrith's are the slickest team in the competition when their back line links out, run, catch and pass at pace. The ball is always in front of them. They get, they get so deep on the end of the lines that the ball gets to the end of the line. Yeah. But it's in contrast, as you said, that you've got to take your chances. A big game, you, you can't bomb a try-scoring opportunity. Mm. Not in the grand final. Not against the best two sides in the competition. So um, I'll, I'll be curious how it goes. And, and and what Penrith have created now, this is their fourth grand final in a row. They were blown off the park by halftime, the first one. Yes. Then and, they, and they nearly, nearly came won back. It. Yeah. And then second one and third one, it seemed like they were always going to win them. Well, you think about that game. South Sydney one. Adam Reynolds yeah. kicks that goal. Mm. They go into Golden Point. Like that's yeah. how. But yeah. but you're right. You it felt take like your Penrith were always in control. Yeah. And and yeah. one of the tries they scored was from an intercept yeah. with Stephen Crichton. Well, see, that's how. That's where it can play into you know what Noddy's talking about. I think Brisbane are going to throw so much at them that if they do indeed slip up, and there will be times where they slip up, whether Stephen Crichton can turn a mistake into six points the other way, like Dylan. Yep did for New Zealand Warriors because not only can uh, are the Panthers capable of that, but then they're also capable of then getting back into a grind and capitalising on it. Yeah. But the thing is, I think Brisbane Broncos are just going to keep coming and firing and firing and firing and fi- keep firing shots. And uh, and Reese Walsh will – the beauty of Reese Walsh and what probably this Penrith Panthers team haven't come up against in that run. So you got the South Sydney um, and Parramatta team – um, that was the South Sydney side without Latrell Mitchell too. It was, yeah. Reese Walsh is capable of killing you through any part of the field. He can take you through the middle off an offload. Yep. He can take you on the right just as comfortably as he can take you on the left. Yep. So across the board, um, you know, Penrith had done a good job of figuring out where their you know best strengths are. More often than not, they like to move because they've got interchangeable positions. Yes. They all, they they like to move Stephen Crichton around as much as they can to lot, wherever yeah. wherever the threat is. Yeah, you could you couldn't go into this game thinking Herbie Farnworth on the left, Tony Staggs on the right. You know where do we Which put one? where yeah. do we put Stephen Crichton to minimise the the opposition because Reese Walsh is just equally as uh, capable of dominating any any of those three positions. I know he likes throwing part long passes both sides, but given what might be a little bit of head noise about Dallin, I Stephen Crichton on the right as an intercept specialist. On the wing. Or in no, the no, in the centres yeah. and just say, go on, throw it again. I think yeah. it happened at Suncorp a couple of years ago, didn't it, when Stephen Crichton took a, That's a right. pass yep. on, on that right, right. On yeah. right side of the field. Yeah. So uh, I think the, the, the way that Parramatta 
pulled Penrith apart on the round 26 at Bluebet Stadium with the offloads, the short passes, the connections. It, it avoids them getting into that good defensive line set. Mm-hmm. So the Broncos do like to offload the ball. Yes. I think a, a key player that I think the, Bron- the Broncos need to target, I think Isaiah Yo's got to have to make a lot of tackles. He's the connection in the middle of all their attack stuff. And I know he plays 80 minutes. Um, he made 34 tackles the other day. He also carries the ball. You know, he carried the ball for 210 minutes. He had 26 runs. He had some great runs. Had some, but, he, but I, I, you know, we, we, everyone keeps talking about, oh, you got to challenge the halfback, get the little guy to make the tackles. Then there's no really too many little guys anymore. No. Mm. There, you know, and I know Luai's got the shoulder injury, but I think if the Broncos can break down the, the middle forwards of the, the Panthers, get some quick play the balls, get some offloads, get the fullback through the middle with some speed, you know, get Walters, get some offloads and just run. And then, then Penrith can't get that line speed and can't get that suffocation going into you. And then all of a sudden you're, you're forcing the pass without momentum being played. I think the Broncos have the, the capabilities to play like we thought the Melbourne Storm needed to play to, to beat this Penrith line. And that is with a lot of second phase yep. play. The other thing that I'm really looking forward to, and I don't know what it is, and we can all speculate about it, and we've seen different things during the course of this year, and that is what does Lee Breers, what's the play Lee Breers mm. brings to the grand final, that one play? Remember we saw that game against the Bulldogs where they had the right winger and the right centre standing next to each other on the sideline and they had the scrum centre field 15 metres out from, from the Bulldogs line and they had Tristan Saylor swing across field and it, the whole field was opened up and you thought, imagine that play with Reese Walsh. I haven't seen a, a really good trick play since probably the one that stands out, Cronulla Sharks, with the Ben Barber scrum play. And and did you read? Uh, that, it might have been in that, Web, Webby's that, book. That, that was copied from Barber years before at the Dogs. Yeah, po- copied by Barber, but they refused. Shane Flanagan refused to put it on in any training session. They just talked about it yep. because he was worried about spies yep. who might be able to look at it and, and get that information back to Bellamy. So he didn't actually put it on at training. They just knew how they to do it. They just talked about doing it. That's how uh, clandestine that whole point was. But the, the Broncos are going to come with something. The hard thing about them is how do you practice it because there's going to be thousands turn up at training yeah. every week. Yeah, you would have had to have practiced it maybe six, five, six weeks out yes. and then, you know, put it on the shelf, yep. talk about it, have it on video ready to watch throughout the week and say, remember that play we, we thought we might, we might need against this team? Well, we need it. Can they beat? The Penrith Panthers, Adam Reynolds, obviously thinks so. Here he is post-match. Well, we beat them in round one, and they beat us during the year. So, um, look, we got a, a team that work hard for one another, and um, we got the belief that we can do it. Obviously, we're going to prepare really well throughout the week, and but we got strike right across the park, as do they. And like Kev said, we're going to need to be at our best to, to win the game. So he's been to two grand finals, won one of them. Um, so he's a he's a calm head in there, uh, given that that he's his age at the moment. The daytime grand final, we're talking about it a little bit earlier. Now the AFL haven't gone to a nighttime grand final, but don't worry, um, there's a lot of people pushing for that to happen. Do you think it has an impact, Nod, on the style of football that we see, actually, just from a game point of view? Oh, we always say that a day game, the ball movement's better. Um, it's not. There's no dew on the field. Um, pass the ball, you're a bit more comfortable to probably move the ball in a day game. Yep. I'd love to see it to go back to a twilight grand final. I don't know if it ever will. I don't, I don't know whether it's TV, um, the news obviously is a big issue for whatever network it is, whether it's an AFL or an NRL. Yeah. Um, but I, I would love for it to be more of a twilight time slot, finish a bit earlier, go from the day to the evening. Uh, kids get to stay up and watch 
whole game. I know school holidays and all that type of stuff, but um, 2008 but, grand final definitely was a twilight. Started in the daytime, finished at night when when Manly flogged Melbourne Storm 40 nil. So, so what's the, what's the what will the kickoff be? 7.30 next? 7.30. 7.30 next yeah. Sunday. Wow. Next Sunday. 7.45. 8.15 or something. <laughs> but is there any reason why we have to play it at whatever time? Like I know we were traditionally we were day. We were three o'clock day games for a long while. You know when you play it? You play it when the broadcaster wants. I know, but what's best for them? Uh, well, they're telling you that the best is that they can go to their news, they can do their pre-game, and then 7.30 will kick it off. So how does the AFL play a day game and the NRL play a night game? How, how does that work, that the, the totally difference of when the broadcast say to their, their sport what what they're playing? You, you, you actually leave money on the table to keep the daytime grand final. So I would say in those negotiations with the AFL and Channel 7, they're saying, here's an extra $3 million, X million dollars, Play the game at night, and they go, no, we're happy. We're going to leave it at daytime. That's how it goes about. Yeah. At, one, at some point, you go, you know what? We actually do want to have it at night, and there we'll take that extra five million or yeah. whatever it is. It's a bit of a flex again from AFL yeah. on us, right? Because they get so many numbers, they get memberships, they just smash us with um, the amount of people that turn up through the gates. They're probably, you know, financially they're in a better better way than we we are currently as a game. So they've got the uh, the money to be able to say. We're okay right now. We'll keep it there because 99% of the fans, the, anyone that I speak yeah. to, everyone wants a, a – I, I, don't, I don't think I've met someone that l- enjoys it as a spectacle at night compared to an, either a twilight or, yeah. or a 3 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon game. So the only thing that is is that when you have your pregame entertainment like Robbie Williams last year, it doesn't look as good in the daytime as it would at night. That Like this, literally, that's the – and like – and like I say, when was the last time someone bought a ticket to the grand final based on who was the pregame yeah, entertainment? Yeah, respectfully to the entertainment, I'm there to watch yeah. the footy and, yeah. and not halftime or pregame. The, 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 whatever the entertainment they put on is all part of the package, which is why they charge the dear a ticket to go to a grand final. So did you? So here was the, the fascinating thing about what was happening for the prelim finals, right? And it, and it came down to venue and all of that sort of thing, and venue and the teams playing. So there was enormous interest, obviously, in the Broncos and the Warriors, um, as much from Warriors fans as they're... $375 for a, a Category 1 ticket. Category 1 tickets at a course stadium were $85. And mm. and there was a two-for-one offer. Yeah. From, and we know. had 35000 in attendance. At the, the, at the MCG, which is a venue very close to the city, yeah. Brisbane Suncorp Stadium, very close to the city, great yes. facilities, easy yeah. getting in and out of. Yeah. Something to do in the precinct. Something to yep. do in the precinct. Yep. We ju- I'm just a, not a fan of Homebush. Homebush... Homebush from a rugby league spectrum kills us. It's I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I it is not purpose built for rectangular sports. As part of the deal with the New South Wales government, they were going to redo it, but it's redevelop not, it's still it. Still not in an area that's. Yeah. I know. Like every that's the every, problem. Every every good venue at every other state in Australia is right in the middle of the city. You know that they had the option to have a, a ground down here at Barangaroo. There was talked about having a rugby... Like Is this a, all the way back before re, the Olympics? Re, no, not that far back. Okay. Like I'm talking 2010, 2012. Yep. A rectangular sports stadium at Barangaroo. And it, for whatever reason, it didn't get over the line. Because so, then you could have an, a night out. Like you go to the correct. football and yep. have a night out. Go to yep. dinner. you got a precinct. Yep. you got something that everyone would be easy to get to and get out of. And, and all of a sudden, it's the middle of the city. Yep. So it's... Look, you could talk... Ad infinitum if we about the, when the game is played. If we played the grand final at Moore Park, it would be a better atmosphere and a better experience than it would be at going to Homebush. 2012 was the last Twilight grand final. I know, but what you're doing is you're locking out 40,000 fans. 
So these are the games that do sell. These are the games where you these are the, the there's only that, about two a year. This game sells. The one last week that was played out there didn't sell. I know. Yeah, they I know. Move that to Allianz. So the so the problem with that is that you go if you're not absolutely wedded to that team, you go. I get out there and I spend half my time staring at the big screen. That's what you do yeah. because you're so far away. You can go on about which stadium purpose-built for the Olympics is still standing. Mm. There's one around the globe, and that is the MCG. Why? Because the Indigenous game that they play is played on an oval. So that mm. beyond that, all of them have been reconfigured or rebuilt completely, except good old Homebush out there. So anyway, over to you, Chris Minns. If you could sort it out, that'd be great. Premier of New South Wales, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. So early stage. Do we get a prediction out of you, boys? Do we get a who's who's your premier? I'm going Broncos. Oh, I thought last week Brisbane, Penrith was so good on Friday night. It puts a bit of doubt in my mind, Ooh. but I'm I'm still leaning towards Brisbane. Okay, uh, so this is your tire eye tips. Uh, so you're going. Do you want to give me a margin on that one, boys? Do you want to give me a uh, uh, margin? I'll go. I'll even uh, scoreable or margin because well, I'll give me a score. I, yeah, I, well, give I, me a score. I think it'll be less than four points. Will be the victory. Okay. Uh, I'll go. I'll go nineteen sixteen. Nineteen sixteen. Uh, there you go. Okay. Just to be different, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go Broncos thirteen plus. Wow. Oh, yeah. 64, so give me a score 6420 or something. <laughs> uh, let's go 36-20. 36-20. 30, yeah, I, think, I think Broncos are just going to throw the kitchen sink at them. All right. All these tips brought to you by Tire Right for the best roadside tire emergency. Call 1-800-138-168. Well, while we're going about the Broncos, obviously the NRLW semifinals kicked off in Newcastle. You spoke about lining up before. It's 12-0 in favour of Newcastle. This will be 13-plus. Yeah. The Knights are the best team in the comp. The Knights have got the best player in the in the comp who is a former Broncos player, so is. this might hurt them with Upton coming back and um, knocking them out of the semifinals. So this is one versus four, four and two yeah. versus three. So the minor premiers week one of the finals can be eliminated. This is two v three. One was the Roosters. They're taking on the Titans. That's why yeah, I'm sorry. Would it, would it be fair yeah. to say that uh, yeah. to, to make it? No, no, one, one was Newcastle. One was Newcastle. Yeah, because they beat the Roosters yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, with one was Newcastle. Millie Boyle and Surgis And four out. was the Broncos because we went down to last week's games to see who was going to make the finals. Okay. Uh, so just I wish Jesse Southwell would invest more emotionally into the game. <laughs> <laughs> she loves she it, doesn't she? She scores a try. She pumps Her the sister fist. just got over too and she was pumped about that. Oh, uh, it's, it's really good. Poor Jimmy. You were trying so hard to convince yourself that the Broncos will be good, uh, too good for the Panthers. Penrith will win by 13 plus. The weight of expectation together with Penrith pressure and a lack of space will turn it into a Broncos mistake-a-thon. No doubt the Wolf. He's a real glass half-empty sort of guy. And there he goes again. I love your consistency, Wolf. Keep those coming in. That was for Tire Right. The tip's there with over 25 tire brands. Steer, drive, trailer and more. Tire Right. No truck and worries. So check them out online. TireRight.com.au. We'll take a break. Then we're back with more.